to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. We're back again. We're covering Temptation Island Season 3, Episode 5. And we did say, Chris, it's going to hot up in here, isn't it? Around the midpoint of the season, once everyone's kind of inhibitions have gone a little bit. And uh, and I think we'll get that. <laughs> we'll get to that bit, because it certainly has. But we start off with the actual bonfire, don't we? So, for the boys, what what did you make to that? Well, we knew it was coming. We'd, back end of the last episode was all about the girls and seeing different things. I, th- I think, watching it now... You know, Julian and Kristen, that that looks... There's nothing there I can see. Either of them looks like they're going to do anything. But Chelsea and Tom Day, we've called it out saying, are they even a real couple? Chelsea's the biggest hypocrite in there. Do you know what I mean? I'm not a fan of Tom, and I said this last week, but she's not... I mean, she's not, like, copped off with anything like that, but she's enjoying herself, which is what Tom's doing. But when Tom does it, she has a real problem. But when she does it, it's like, oh, it doesn't really matter. So, I mean, what do you think of that, Dave? Because I think she really is hypocritical. Oh, she's a massive hypocrite. And actually, on the way back from the bonfire, Julian calls it out, doesn't he? He's like, for all the things she's saying about you, she's doing the same things. And yeah. and so she's, she's just a hypocrite and go and do whatever you want. But, I, yeah, I... <sighs> I don't know, Chris. I, I'd said it before. I think Chelsea is is the worst on this show for me because she's calling Tom out for all sorts, and he, he's not. She's behaving exactly how he is, and and actually, we'll we'll cover that. What she says about what might have set him off um, a little bit later, but I mean, for the boys' bonfire, you know, he sees Chelsea in the room with Tommy. You know, and he's he's kind of all over her. She's giving the goo goo eyes and being incredibly flirty in the diary room. Um, and he, what did he say? He said something about a dirty Mac or something. He said, yeah, "We've got dirty. a name." Was it a dirty Mac? I've, I've yeah, never heard that Mac. before. But, but she was very uncomfortable, Dave. It was a weird VT because she rolled her eyes like she does with Tom. She was really uncomfortable with him when he said that. It went from being like a bit of fun to a bit of like, oh, fuck off, mate. I don't like you. She really did turn. Do you reckon? See, it looked to mm. me, in, in that VT, it looked to me like the roll of your eyes are, oh, you're so bad. You're so naughty. Oh, my word. You, oh, I can't believe you've done that. As opposed to, oh, you're a fucking knobsock, you are. <laughs> you know, which, is, which is how we've seen a roll of eyes before. So to me, it was a different, it was a different technique, Chris, of the the rolling of the eyes. But you know, Tom wasn't happy with it, obviously. But to me, he seemed to almost be embracing the fact that you know what, maybe we're not that compatible. Yeah, I think so. I, I do. I, I really do think they're incompatible. These two, they're not. They're not. They shouldn't be together. And then I don't know what she's looking for, Dave. I don't know if she wants somebody sat at home 24-7 who just does nothing but waits on a hand and foot. I'm not sure. And he obviously is having some sort of midlife crisis and, and he obviously he's with a 22-year-old. He's late 30s. <laughs> he, he's definitely reliving his youth, the hair dyeing all. So so maybe they just... It's one of them relationships where they just need to say, you know what, let's cut our losses. Let's not end on a bad note, but we're just not to be together. Because it's mm. really unusual. It's unusual for them to have this relationship after a year. 
I think if you're having these sort of problems, yeah. you've got to take a look at yourselves. It, it it doesn't. It just doesn't add up, does it? No. You're not like that after a year, for fuck's sake, where you're hugely intolerant of each other. So, again, there's still something fishy about this for me, Chris. It, it just doesn't all add up. But I'm trying to go along for the ride, so I'm, I'm taking it on the face value of what I'm seeing on the screen. But, yeah, th- this is like... You know, after decades of marriage or something, you would expect, you know, at, at yeah. least many years, you know. So, yeah, it's all a bit all a bit strange, but I'm definitely, uh, I, I definitely want to come back to Chelsea at some point. Now, Corey, on the other hand, you know, seemed to be, he, he seemed to be blaming himself for everything. You know, he saw uh, Erin have quite a nice conversation with Shaquille. Uh, actually, what we we'll see a bit later is they seem to get pally pally again but he seems to be kind of blaming himself for everything and you know he's not good at opening up and he feels like a failure he's got a lot to work on again i felt sorry for the lad he seems to be beating himself up and and taking the blame for everything when uh from what we can see i i I don't really feel like he's that much at fault no and and look we know what's happened between erin and shaq that relationship's finished, hasn't it? You know, she basically friend-zoned him. But the only footage they could show was them two together, like doing a bit of a dance and, and having a... You know, it was... We know what's happened. We know how that ended in the last episode. But mm. they were obviously trying to create a bit of drama. And I love Mark Wahlberg. He just... He acts like he's the be-all and end-all of relationships, <laughs> doesn't he? He just goes like, so what do you think about what you've just seen? And he's like, well what do you want me to sing? It's an edited video. You know, she may have turned around in the next instance and slapped him on a summer. I don't know. You know, well, it doesn't look good for me, but I can't, it's a difficult thing. It's for the ratings in it, but I do agree. Corey and Erin, it's the weirdest relationship. Both of them are emotional wrecks. And we see that later on with her, but they are, there's just something. I said it last week, Dave, there's something not does not add up with this relationship at all. I think it, it seems to me like she's come to the realisation that actually she's been treating Corey like a piece of shit, really. She's not been appreciating him. Um, he's got low self-esteem, so he's quite happy to be treated like shit, it seems. Or, or you know, feels like that's what he deserves and he doesn't deserve any better. But I don't know. I, I thought Erin looked again a bit agitated with what the girls were talking about on the VT and... Um, you know, I th- I think she's come round. I think if, you know, it was a choice if Temptation Island was over tomorrow, you know, obviously right after this show, um, then she would leave with Corey. I don't see her making an, an actual proper connection with anyone else. Uh, Shaquille, I I don't see him getting out of the friend zone, to be honest, at, at all. So, um, again, <laughs> I'm going to throw a prediction out there and probably be wrong next week. But, um I tell you, I don't see leaving the island together. Um, Kendall and Erica. So, <laughs> what, what do you reckon to... I mean, Kendall, go, going up, even driving up to the bonfire, he's like, yeah, we said there's no rules, but, you know, still, he still wants to know what's going on. And I'm like, I, I think you probably needed a bit more information. You need a bit more discussion with Erica over exactly how you're going to interpret what no rules actually means. But... Um, but what what did you reckon to uh, Kendall seeing Erica on the on the VT I there? I don't think she did anything wrong, did she? She'd obviously saw what he'd done, and and he'd slept with um, Alexis. 
So, so you know, she didn't do anything. She's not. It's not like she's wrapped herself around a guy and, and threw herself at him. She, she's been quite respectful, hasn't she? And she's obviously gathering her thoughts on what he's done to her. I, I don't really think Kendall has any argument with this. The fact that they've had this sort of thing where you can do whatever you want, I don't know whether he's interpreting it as, well, I've got backup here if she does catch me doing, which he obviously has. But if that was the case, she has not embraced what they've agreed. So so we, I think what, what I'm interested in with this really, and I know obviously later on it's fucking horrendous for the poor girl, but is how that conversation realistically went. Because I'm not 100% certain it's exactly um, day and night of what Kendall's saying, Dave, that basically he's got a hall pass to do whatever he wants and boy, oh boy, is he enjoying himself. Come on. You know exactly how that conversation went down. From Erica's perspective, you know, there's no rules. We don't need to specify, you know, there's no touching, there's no kissing. No, I, I, we don't need to go into those details. Use your fucking common sense, lad. Kendall inter- interprets it completely the other way. There's no rules, which means fucking everything is game. And because we said there's no rules, there is nothing that I can do that breaks any rules. Yeah, and I was playing devil's advocate, Dave, because I can imagine if I had that conversation with Sam or she had it with me, Dave, they would be <laughs> a holy hell. It's almost it's almost like saying, don't put your finger in that chocolate cake on the side because she knows how much I like chocolate cake, Dave. It's like one of them things, <laughs> do not touch. It, it's obvious that Kendall was going to do this and, and, and take it. But then she's seen enough now to know that this relationship's over. Whether he's doing it because he can't face up to actually telling her, I don't know. But uh, yeah, and and look, the one thing I would say, Dave, if Kendall wasn't doing what he's doing, it'd be pretty fucking boring, this show. As much yeah. as I don't agree with infidelity, at, at the end of the day, if he wasn't doing what he was doing, we would probably have the worst series of Temptation Island, I, I, I think. Yeah, there's not too much else going on. I mean, just final thing on the bonfire. I mean, you've got Julian, and he's going on about... He's seeing the video of Kristen saying the families are super close, and, you know, if my dad had have seen what he was doing, he, he wouldn't be happy. And, and I have to say, you know, when I came into this, Chris, I, I thought Julian would be a bit of a lad, you know, trying trying it on a bit. We know we know he had a background of infidelity, so, you know, I, I thought he'd be one of the first to go. He has done absolutely the square root of fuck all wrong in this. And so he he's watching that video about Kristen talking about what he's what he's done and how his how her dad wouldn't be happy. And he's as fucking confused as I am. He's like I don't know what I've done. <laughs> you know, it yeah. really seems to um get to him. And he says all you know I've done is is have a good time here. Um, you know, but then there seems to be a little bit of this frustration coming out as well that, like, she'd been back at school. I, I'm assuming she was studying for a degree or something like that. So, you know, she's working in the evenings as well. She's probably got a day job and everything. So, he was saying, well, you know, she she sort of expects him to stay in and be miserable because you know she's studying. Whereas it sounds like he was like, nah, fuck that, I'm off out with the lads. So. You know, I, I do think this bonfire got to him a bit. It just had him sort of thinking, look, I, I've been transparent. I'm telling you, I want to get married, want to have kids. That's, 
me as an open book but with Kristen I, I just don't know what's going on there and I'm I'm kind of with him there I don't really she's obviously seen something in him that he's not sitting well with her but I, I don't know what he could do to be honest Chris no, but I also think, Dave, it is partly down to his own infidelity in the past. Yeah. That, that's where this comes. Now, whether she sees behavioural traits in him, even though she's seen snippets that trigger what he did in the past and how he acted when he was cheating on her, I don't know. We don't know that. But there is something off. Maybe she's just had enough of the relationship, Dave, and she doesn't want that emotional baggage anymore. And despite... He, he looks like he's changed. He was very upset. He was crying at one point in the bedroom. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's a case of he realises he's grown up and he isn't such... And he's done nothing wrong as far as I can say. I totally back him on that. Even tonight with some of the shenanigans, he was straight out of the way. One, he's like, I'm not getting filmed. Fucking my list is going on. There's fucking cameras there. Oh, sorry, if there weren't cameras there, there's no way he's doing that. And he was doing the old... (laughs) It's like they were on fire or something. It's like, ah! And gets out of the way and, and... Dives into the other side of the pool. Come on, lad. That's, that's <laughs> a disgrace, it. Dave. Dave, that is a disgrace. You would say that. No, I thought the same thing to be honest. But, um, but, <laughs> but no, I, I, I just think she may have, have outgrown. But I mean, then you go from the the bonfire, Dave, and you've got the, the drinks after the post bonfire drinks, and Chelsea, she's still going on about Tom. But oh, while she's also God. saying she likes Tommy, and, I know. You know oh. Everyone's telling her to go for it. I'm like. Oh, there's so many double standards in this conversation. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, oh, it really fucking triggered me this one, Chris. She's moaning on about what Tom's done, and then she's like, "Oh, but yeah, I really like Tommy, and we're kind of vibing." <laughs> it's like, fuck off, you fucking <laughs> massive hypocrite. I don't understand what Tom sees in her at all, unless you know, unless he likes getting abused himself and fucking gaslighted about what a twat he is. So, yeah, honestly, I, I think Chelsea's the worst on this, Chris. And, and again, yeah. it's just not one of those people you want to be around who just, you know, looks down and knows everyone else and does the same thing. But then that's all okay because that's, that's different. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought Erin telling her to go for it, you know, I, th- I thought that... I, I kind of buy why she said that, you know, because she's just listening to a friend now, isn't she? Her friend yeah. of like a week or however long they've been there. And so she's just listening to a friend and what a friend's telling her. And so she's like, you know what, if, you, if that's the way you feel, you should go for it. And part of me thinks that, well, she should just fucking go for it. She's obviously not happy with Tom. There's nothing really that he can do. Not that he's been fucking squeaky clean himself, but... um. Yeah, she should just go for it. And I just, you know, pity the poor man who's, who she ends up with, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> As a great man once said, Dave, I pity the fool. Bosco B.A. Baracus, Dave, what a man. But anyway, should we move on to the eliminations there? Mr. Mark Wahlberg's back. And I, I like the way they do this. So the guys have got to get rid of three of the girls Julian was the spokesman, but Dave, if there is going to be a new series of The Apprentice, we have got to get, and I know they have The Apprentice over in America, they, they've got to get Kendall on as the sort of, I think it was Donald Trump at one point, and they, there's been Arnie was on there and stuff like that. 
He didn't give a fuck. They went, I fire people in minutes. I don't care. Let's get rid of the Deadwood sort of thing. He was proper clinical. I was laughing, thinking, my God, he just really has got you know what, though? What an absolute fucking see you next Tuesday. He's acting like Bertie fucking big bollocks. And he's like, yeah, I just, <laughs> I don't think anything of it, me. I fire people in minutes. Fuck you, you twat. You know, you think you're a fucking big man because you fire people in minutes. You leave people without their livelihoods, you know, and worrying how they're going to pay the bills and everything. If you have to go through firing someone, it's it's quite a fucking traumatic thing. And, you know, I just... It fucking went even further into my shit list for that comment, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, you, look, you know how much... I am a person who fights for people's rights at work and that, Dave. That's the sort of person I would try and avoid. Because if you get if you get pleasure out of kicking someone out of a job when they've got kids and stuff like that, and yeah, all right, there is disciplinary procedures, but if you are happy just to say to someone, gone, see ya, don't let the door hit on the back of the head, you need to have a look at yourself, really. So, that, so what I would say is, I, th- I actually think he's got the traits of a good CEO there. You know, they say a lot of the CEOs are sociopaths, and he's a proper narcissistic sociopath. So, yeah, I I can see him making a good CEO, CEO, to be fair. To be fair, Dave, he's probably a millionaire and we're not, so that's why, probably, because of that. Does he have his own podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Does he have his own Facebook page, Dave? That's the main thing. You know, with people who tune into our show, that's more important. I agree. But, uh, no, but (laughs) so Julian was the sort of, he was great because he dealt with it and just was like, you know, we were sorry, girls. This is it. You, you've got to go take care of yourselves. Everything was amicable. You know, I know what Kendall said. He might have just been fucking talking himself up and, and it, as a joke. I don't know. He'd come, he come across wrong anyway, as we just said. But go to the girls' side. Fucking hell. And, you know, we've given some of the girls a bit of stick, Dave, but them lads were a load of pricks. There was Tommy was okay, Tommy was like, yeah, I get it. We're not vibing, blah, blah, blah. You're, you're after a relationship. He took it on the chin. He was the first one the girls spoke to, Chelsea. After that, Evan went, Evan just went proper nasty little bastard mm. and just completely went at him. Um, he wouldn't even let him speak. He, his attitude come on and everything. And then I think it was Trent then who started. I mean, Rocky didn't say anything, but Trent then starts go, yeah, if, if your boyfriend's cheated on you, you know, you've got a lot. And then Matt Wahlberg had to jump in. But I just thought, you know what? And the girls said it, we picked the right people. What a bunch of bellends. Yeah. And I was saying from early on in this series, some of the blokes in particular have this sense of entitlement. Actually, I think some of the girls do as well over in the other side. But um, no, I mean, they, they properly look like dicks here, didn't they? I mean, proper, like... Fucking, we've we've been here for like two fucking weeks. Uh, I've seen no action whatsoever, you know, and now you're fucking sending me home. Well, fuck you. Is is essentially what they were saying, wasn't it? And I was just like, oh, fuck yeah. off, you know. And I I wobbled a little bit on what I thought of that Evan because when he kind of broke down and I think was it his brother he was having a bit of a, a bachelor style sob story to Erin, and I thought, oh, maybe he's just full of a bit of bravado no he's a fucking cock chris and uh yeah, yeah. don't let your ass at the door on the way out yeah and then i think trent probably outdid evan then trent was even fucking worse he just was he was just up for the battle and they thought it was hilarious didn't they last week when you said who the fuck are these guys trent and rocky and then evan was there <laughs> Statler and like, what, exactly <laughs> what what are you trying to get what are you actually trying to get out of this 
the approach to the girls. I'm not saying any of the girls are innocent. I'm sure they've had run-ins that we've not seen on camera. So we only get the context of an edited show. But it was just like, that's not the way to go out. Just go out with a bit of class. They're not suitable for you. They've let you go. That's the end of it. I mean, it was great TV, Dave. I was like, oh, here we go, here we go. But <laughs> even even um, Erica, she tried to be nice, didn't she? And said, like, you know, maybe you just need to not say anything and just mm. go, you know. And they, they were still going. They weren't going at her directly, but they were going at everyone else. And it yeah, was just yeah. like, oh. I was waiting for Mark Wahlberg just to say, right, lad, security's going to be in a minute. And then they walked off, Dave, like proper... They, they just walked off with a bit of a swagger, all of them, like, as if to say, yeah, we told you. And it's like, yeah. well, you're the ones going, lads. You know what I mean? So. I, like I say, just absolute fucking bellends. And I think, to be honest, it, it was funny how it did turn with Tommy because, you know, right at the start, like I say, coming back from the bonfire, you got Chelsea saying, you know, she's got a bit of a crush on uh, Tommy. But then we get to see a scene where Tommy's just basically trying to chat up Erica and Erica's got him like sized up straight away but obviously Chelsea saw that and then if you get on the wrong side of Chelsea you're basically fucked <laughs> so so you know they kind of said he was you know he's a bit of a fuck boy basically and I think we'd call that out at least last episode if not the one before and to yeah. be fair to Tommy, I don't think he denied it. <laughs> you know, he, was, he was the only one who was like, you know, this is what I'm here for. And, uh, yep, so going home, probably the right thing. But, yeah, Trent and uh, Evan, like I say, they, they're the kind of dicks. They're the kind of blokes who, who give blokes a bad name, to be honest, you know, with that fucking sense of entitlement. But um, one interesting thing to come out of this whole elimination process, though, Chris, is that... Well, suddenly, after going from, you know, Tom is an absolute piece of shit, you know, he's a flirty fucker, I did absolutely nothing, I do nothing, I'm 100% virtuous, uh, but I'm going to go and explore things with Tommy. Oh, wait, no, Tommy's a, a shit house as well, he's a fuckboy, so send him home. She is back, Chris, on the Blake train. Mm, yeah, again, another one with fantastic hair dye, Dave, and beard dye. Yeah. <laughs> That was weird because last week they all seemed to go at Blake, didn't they? And like Shaq had gone and defended him against uh, Tommy and Rocky and stuff and had a bit of a dust up with him. And and you were like, what has happened? Have we missed something here? Because the, from as far as I could see last week, Blake was on his way out and then she sat there with him <laughs> sort of having a picnic. I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense at all. But... <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that one day. That was a very bizarre conversation. It was almost as if that shouldn't have been in this episode. It should have been in last week's episode before the kickoff. I don't know whether that's a, they've edited that incorrectly, but it doesn't seem to fit with what had happened previously. Yeah, I th honestly, I, I think she's just fucking non-linear. I, I think I, it wasn't just the blokes digging him out last week. Chelsea fucking called <laughs> Blake yeah. out for being fake. You know, on multiple yeah. times. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why. If you think someone's properly fake, that's not in the fucking friend zone. That's like, I don't trust you at all. I don't trust your attentions or anything about you. She'd been on two fucking dates with him, stuck him in the bin, and now she's, like, got him out of the bin and, like, dusted him off a bit. And she's like, oh, yeah, so... Uh what's going on <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this fucking um oh, it just winds me up chris to be honest but i tell you i mean we've been dancing around it chris but obviously there is we've been you know 
dealing with the olives, you know, dealing with our starters in this episode. And uh, but when we get to the main course, things really start to hot up about halfway through, maybe about uh, no over halfway, about half an hour in, Chris. What 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 do we yeah. get playing out here? Well, Dave, we get <laughs> every, every, most men's fantasies, I think, Dave, because Alexis and I'm not sure the other girl's name actually now, Dave. Um, but wasn't it Nicole? They, she so Nicole, this was the yes. one who had a date with Corey, and then got all teary when he went on a second date with someone else, and was like, "Oh, I love falling in love," or something like that. That was her. Yeah, that was her. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. And and basically, they start kissing. It all sort of kicks off. And um, they all go into the bed together, Dave. So good old Kendall um, didn't take long to um, get in with him, Dave. So <laughs> what, what did you think of that? <laughs> well, the thing is, like, Kendall is not asked at all, is he? He just comes out of the wherever he'd been the shower room or something completely fucking starkers just sort of cupping himself so you can't so the camera can't see him even though they sort of blur it out you'd assume um gets in the bed and yeah they have a they have a lovely time chris with some adult cuddling i think they called it the morning after yeah adult cuddling dave it was all mentioned by the girls the next day i, I like that theme adult cuddling day that's gonna be i fucking bet you do <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't look on my search issue. Dave. But there's always plenty of adult cuddling. But anyway, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but but genuinely, you you, what is he doing? The the relationship is over. You know what, Dave? I honestly think that Erica might take him back at the end of this. I just don't. Yeah. She, she's she's been very strong, and she's been you know she's like every time you know because what I'm, what I want to talk about is. We talk about the, this bit. They have sex together, all of them. You know, it's a bit of a cop-out adult cuddling. We know that's what happens. We can hear the noises. Everyone has a great time out of the three of them. And they're all boasting about it the next day and all this. And he says it's to Julian. Julian sat there. Who I've got to say, Dave, he's a specimen of a guy. When he's in that pool there with his shades on and everything, and he's yeah. ripped, I'm like... And I've never looked like that. Even when I've, you know, I train every day, I'm thinking, I do not look like that. That guy is in proper good shape. You know what? <laughs> Going off on a bit of a tangent there, I, I was thinking exactly the same in that moment as well. But, but the thing I was thinking is, right, if they have been there for, let's say you've been there for two weeks or something like that now, and they've been partying like every night, you know, presumably he's been doing a bit of drinking, how do you maintain that physique i know you don't kind of uh you don't lose it like in a couple of weeks but you do start to get a bit more puffy you know you get a bit of get a bit of flab there and whatever but he was still fucking absolutely ripped wasn't he dave the the, the honest truthful answer is <laughs> his, his vitamins depends what his vitamins <laughs> that he's been taking before because let's be honest he looks amazing that's not natural and that's coming from someone who is a personal trainer, Dave. So there you go. But he looks amazing, and I'm just jealous because I'm like, that guy looks like he's got the full packet. At that moment, you know, you had the moments where you see pictures of, like, we've all had it, and you think, oh, that looks all right there. He looked the business there. But anyway, Dave, back to 
Um, I should be more fascinated by the threesome than I should be <laughs> what Julian looks like. But anyway, I can, as someone who's trained in gyms, Dave, for years, I can have an admiration for all the hard work that guy's putting. I'm, I'm not sure I'd be, because uh, he was in the pool with Kendall, wasn't he? But I, I'm not sure yeah. I'd be like, have you had a shower or what? <laughs> <laughs> well he's in the pool it's all right dave yeah, so anyway. no i'm on about from julian's perspective it's like <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah true i didn't think of that yeah, yeah that's very true but but I, th- I think kendall he's just he's just pressing the emergency exit button on his relationship and he's he's took it to the extreme and everything every time he's questioned on it, it's like oh, yeah we just said there's no rules and it's like there's no way there's no way that, that she'd accept that. And then she said it, didn't you? Better class about Erica. She just went, every time we watch a video, it's just Julian cheating on me with somebody. In fact, cheating on me with two people now. And she just sat there, open mouth. It's like, what oh, What can she say? It's, it's the fact that on the way there to the bonfire, she's like, well, you know, I've seen him sleeping with someone. It can't get any worse than that. <laughs> it's like, it can. Kendall's like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know what, in in a normal situation, I'm sort of like, what are you on about, Chris? Of course she's not going to take him back. But the fact that she's, at both bonfires, she's been very matter-of-fact about it. You know, she's sort of like rolling her eyes a little bit and like shaking her head. I can't believe this. And, And you'd have thought, fuck me, surely you'd be distraught. But she she holds it together. She keeps strong. And then we see a a moment where she's obviously she's gone into the bedroom. She's been on her own, probably crying. And then you you had Kristen come in and talk to her a little bit. Um, but there is something in me that says, well, maybe she will take him back. She fucking shouldn't. <laughs> she needs to yeah. have that respect for herself and and uh, you know just fucking boot him out. Um, but for some reason, I, she sees something in him that we're obviously not seeing as viewers because, you know, he's just a, he's having the fucking time of his life and he's, he's basically like not in a relationship. You're all surrounded by all these hot girls who want to sleep with you as well as sleeping with each other. He's just having the fucking time of his life. He doesn't want to be in a relationship. And that's what I'm saying. If you're not a cut your losses, Dave, you know, yeah. let him enjoy his best life. If he wants to do that, that it's not wrong with that. If he wants to do that, great. But while he's doing that, he's hurting Erica, and that's where he needs to cut that cord. Once he's cut the cord, he can have as many threesomes as he fucking wants. I mean, look, it makes a great TV because you're literally watching it going, oh. and, and like I say, if that relationship wasn't in there, Kendall and Erica, and Erica's just been dragged along in this, but they're what's making this watchable, really, because it's not been of the standard, I don't think. This has made it brilliant. The bit of kicking off with the guys going and just seeing this unfold, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, you know, yeah. Re- I just feel for the family and that, you know, they're going to be watching it, like, really upset how far this was filmed ahead of when it's actually airing. I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, it's really interesting to watch, Dave, and great TV. It's what it's, what it's all about. Yeah, it's clear he's got no respect for her at all. She's doing all the pulling in the relationship, and, and for him, she's just kind of there. You know, she's making yeah. a bit too much effort, you know. And yeah, so, yeah, exactly. I think, I, I hope we're wrong and she doesn't take him back. Um, but there is that element of doubt I think that that she might do but um, I mean at the bonfire Chris obviously you've got Chelsea she's seeing um, 
not seem, so much seeing Tom initially. She sees Julian calling her out as a hypocrite. And then, um, you know, she sees Tom with uh, the other girl, the little Latino 22-year-old girl. What's her name? Is it? It's not Natasha, is it? Whatever her name is. <laughs> and, you know, again, she's like fully digging Tom out there. And he, she says, oh, he's probably seen, seen me dancing or something like that. <laughs> you know, blowing it off as if, like, I've not done anything that he could possibly have a problem with. And, and you know, it's just him being a scumbag and not respecting our relationship. So, again, I think I've seen enough of Chelsea now to just expect that kind of response from her. Um, but anything else from the bonfire that caught your eye? No, nothing really, Dave. I, th- I think um, everything's playing out, as we've said. It all centres around uh, Kendall and Erica and... We'll just see next week, see what comes of it. I think Chelsea might have something to say about Julian saying it's, she's a hypocrite. Mm. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. What about, though, this is the first clip that I think I've seen in Temptation Island where they showed Kristen some footage of Julian crying on his own in the bedroom. And I don't think yeah. I've seen that on Temptation Island before. It's usually the most incriminating bit of footage they can possibly find to wind up the other person and show them that. Whereas this was, you know, this was a different tactic, wasn't it? This was showing him crying. I mean, she could have, yeah. she could have assumed, oh, he's crying because he's just nailed someone else. Or you know, she she didn't go there. Like, but I thought that was interesting that they showed that particular clip. Yeah, and her face dropped. You could see the hurt because she's like, oh my God, he's really upset. I, I think they could walk before the end of this. Mm. I really think I really think they, they could, Dave. If they get a meet-up, I think they're good. They might, they might survive as a couple now after seeing this. Yeah, I think I, I'm going to stick with my predictions because ultimately they were my predictions. Um, and I said these would, would split up. But I, I think if I was to do a... A re-prediction now, I think you're right. I think these will probably... Even if they don't walk, even if they make it through to the end, I think they'll leave together. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I do think... Well, actually, Kristen kind of drops a bit of a bombshell, doesn't she? She, uh, she talks about her brother and the fact that he OD'd right at the end there. Uh, it's a hell of a revelation, that, Dave. Um, I don't even know where that came from, so... Maybe that's what she's dealing with that we'd mentioned earlier. Maybe it's something to do with that. And now you get it. You could. You, how would you come back from something like that? So maybe we'll find out in the next episode. That could be the catalyst why she's having these doubts in the relationship. It, it could. Like I say, I think, I think the, the why is more like because he was too busy previously in the relationship putting his penis in places that he shouldn't have been. <laughs> Well, that's true, Dave. Yeah, could have put it in a plug socket, but anyway, yeah. there you go. <laughs> we might have done that as well. I think she objects more to yeah. the other women, but um, yeah. So I think that plus the trauma uh, of losing her brother there, that that probably doesn't help. But I don't think, I don't know. Let's see how it plays out next week. I I don't know if that would, f- I don't know if that would stop her, you know, from progressing a relationship more so than the the infidelity. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's see, let's see, Dave, because we're going into episode six now. We've only got a few more left as well. So that's got to come to a conclusion. Now, Dave, we have had an email and we didn't read it out on yesterday's show because we did overrun. We, we were apologised, but our good friend Didi has sent us an amazing email, Dave. So are you ready for this, Dave? Yeah. It's a long one, but it's a good one. <laughs> it certainly is. 
Hi, Chris and Dave. Thanks so much for hanging in there. Though this truly historic and terrible season of The Bachelor, I have so many thoughts. I was looking forward to getting to know Matt James and finally having a blackmail lead, something that people have been asking for for a long time. But the show really didn't give Matt the support he deserved. If the lead is there to find love, why aren't contestants vetted better? Why save some of the most quality candidates, I see you, Michelle, for the middle when things are already rolling and subject them to the ear of those that have been there since the beginning? And why bring Heather in at the very end to muck up the works even more? The show is highly produced and production is quite manipulative, as you guys could see right away. That formula and its usual stories really didn't serve Matt well. The contestants well, I see you, Brittany, or the audience well. Also, as you guys and others have mentioned, the show would benefit from being aired much closer to real time. The stories of the contestants coming out so far really ahead really takes away from what we're about to see on the screen. Yes, I mean, Rachel. It's really hard to be happy for Matt knowing what we know and that it's just a matter of time before the shit hits the fan, which I assume it has, and it has. You're right, DD. Oh, and the conversation with Matt's dad. Ouch. Dad didn't know what was coming, and I bet Matt didn't know that dad didn't know and should have been handled privately. If it was actually a conversation Matt wanted to have, maybe just introduce dad to the audience after the conversation was done. Oh, and I have thoughts about the overnight dates and morning after. So, both the women of colour were shown cuddled up to Matt, obviously just out of bed, giving their declarations of love, leaving the audience with the impression it was sexy time all night. In fact, quite often, it isn't. They have a chance to really talk off camera, so they take advantage of that. But then the white lady gets the good girl edit, angst at her man being with other women and no morning after footage. I think production has some splaining to do on that. And Chris Harrison, I'm very disappointed. I actually enjoyed him on screen and liked some of his cheesy stuff he did on the season before. I thought it made him less Dark Lord Harrison, but he's going off the rails with the Rachel Lindsay interview just reminds us of his biases, which are reflective of the whole production machine and sadly a lot of the fan base. Time to produce a show for the 21st century, Bachelor. You can do it. Totally agree, DD. Exactly what we said on the last episode. Which brings me to today's news that the Bachelorette hosting will be done by Tasha and Caitlin. I am very happy to see that. I don't think Chris can fit back in at this point. I and many in Bachelor Nation don't want to see the same old stuff anymore. The ladies will bring a fresh twist to the season and, re and reset expectations of what the host's job is. Will they say, this is the final rose tonight? As, as is the long sacred tradition, they don't have to. Will they ting the champagne glass to signal the end of a cocktail party? Who knows? What they will definitely bring is some support to the lead, having been through all this before as bachelorettes, and both have some interviewing and hosting chops as well. All that being said, happy to get this season wrapped up and see Emmanuel Acho host after the final rose, and he was excellent. I, I do agree with that, DD. I haven't seen Red uncomfortable conversations with a black man, but I would like to check it out. He will bring a much-needed perspective. And finally, finally, I've been able to watch Temptation Island so far and love your recaps. Looking forward to the rest of that season. All the best to you guys, DD in Arizona. So thank you, DD. Great email. Really, really appreciate we both do. Absolutely brilliant email, Chris. Fantastic. And like you say, we, we, we already had a long episode yesterday, so we thought we'd we'd tackle that one uh, this time. I must admit, I'm so happy uh, to have The Bachelor in the rearview mirror and be tackling something that's a bit of a bit more nonsense fun, like Temptation Island, uh, car crash TV, trash TV. Um, but I, I must admit, thinking a lot today just about some of the 
some of the things that went on there. I mean, there's only 11 episodes. It seems like so much more, I guess, because they're longer episodes. I think in particular, what's what's been great to me today is that comment from Chris Harrison when he was digging out Matt's mum and yeah. saying, oh, yeah, you know, love, love's not the be-all and end-all. You don't see that on a greetings card, do you? <laughs> I was thinking, so well, well, the things you do, if you go into a card shop, Chris, the things you do see, you know, if you go around November, December, you see Santa Claus on there. And you see, you know, if you go around in a in a month or so, you'll see the Easter Bunny. Those don't fucking exist either. <laughs> you know, so... Exactly. Yeah, just Harrison's been winding me up and... and haunting my thoughts today so so yeah glad it's in the rearview mirror i'm sure we'll be back to the franchise at some point if they can get their house in order but you know if they don't if they're just paying lip service to all the things they're talking about then uh, yeah I, I don't know i quite prefer the trashy tv that is what it says it is as opposed to something that's trying to pretend that it's something it's not Exactly. I, no, I, I totally agree with that, Dave. So, like Dee, if you want to email us at... No, that's if you want to follow us. If, in fact, if you want to follow us on social media, that's probably better, guys. <laughs> at CD Reality Cast. If you want to email us like Dee has, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. And big thanks again today to Lulu Green, Dave, who is um, our producer. Also, Kent Gustafsson is and the wonderful Lauren who has bought us a coffee again they're our Patreons if you want to support us like these guys do and we can't thank them enough patreon.com forward slash CD reality cast really really appreciate you guys awesome well we've got a whole week now Chris until we get the next episode of Temptation Island so I can't wait I don't know how how many episodes have we got I think it's eight I could be wrong maybe it's ten it might be ten Hold on. Uh, looks like seven, according to IMDb. All right. All right, okay. It's going to be strange, so isn't it? got two left. Mm. I, I reckon it might... Surely it's not... Surely it can't be like the last one and then the reunion. No, that don't make any sense to me. It's not enough... There's not enough content it's got to be at least eight i think eight to ten yeah so but that's what imdb saying saying the last one fair enough it'll be on the 30th of march so um hopefully there'll be a bit more but but we'll maybe have to decide sooner rather than later which one we're doing next Mm, that's very true dave awesome well it's been great to speak to you again mate and i'll speak to you next time take care everyone bye